What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast exclusive here. Sunday, early in the morning, we're recording ahead of uh, All Out. Maybe the biggest and honestly one of the most important pro wrestling shows to happen in a long time because some of the stuff that is rumored to happen um i.e. daniel bryan there's a lot of surprises that are rumored um i'll talk about what i think is going to happen here but there's a lot of good stuff on the show and this mat and this card lost an enormous match between uh andrade and um and uh and pack which is going to happen on rampage next week but still this is a hell of a show um, and when it's all said and done, we may be looking back on September 5th, 2021 as the day a lot of things changed. It kind of started August 20th, 2021, but now here we are uh, in Chicago again. Uh, also, friggin' CM Punk is wrestling tonight, which is just insane. So, um, so yeah, um, here we go. Uh, let's, let's start with the, let's start off with the buy-in. Um. You got a uh, 10-man tag, best friends, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta, uh, teaming up with the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus to take on the Harley family office, which is Matt Hardy, Private Party, and the Hybrid 2. Um, so when it's all said and done, I think the baby faces are going to win here. It's going to be a good way to start up the show. It'll be fast-paced. It'll be a very entertaining, a lot of cool moves. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately this is, uh, either orange Cassidy or jungle boy is going to get the pin here. Maybe it's on Matt Hardy. Um, and, um, yeah, I I think it'll be a fun way to start the show, um, on the buy-in. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's look around here and let's actually take a look at some of these matches. Cause I don't know what the order is going to look like, but let's, let's start with the match that I think most people are the least interested in and this is not to disrespect paul white the aka the big show anymore but it's like yeah it's great that he's getting his first match um on aew uh and he's gonna face qt marshall who has been a really good heel really annoying and he's done a really good job in his role he had the surprise heel turn of billy gun in the gun club on dynamite this past week attacking big shows hip so there's that element to this ultimately i think i think this is going to be paul white getting the win um and then there might be some shenanigans afterwards that maybe leads to some sort of surprise or whatever and i don't know what it will be but i think paul white gets the win here um then you get to the uh the casino battle royale a winner gets a women's world championship shot a lot of people pointing to you know the obvious that maybe it, it it could be um that it could wind up being an old rival of Britt Baker's because everybody is because let's get real I mean I'm not, I'm not going to spoil the match I, I can't see Britt Baker losing anytime soon 
Um, so Thunder Rosa seems to be a lot of, in a lot of people's eyes the favorite here to win this match. I don't see it that way. I think they need to save it for a bigger pay per view. Also, Jade Cargill uh, is in this match and she's undefeated, and that could be a potential challenger for Britt Baker. But I would save that for a big pay per view. So I'm gonna go with whoever the Joker is. The, the last entrance in this match, and it's widely been rumored that it's going to be Ruby Soho, the former Ruby Riot. I think she wins in her debut, and she'll face uh, Britt Baker on an, a future episode of Dynamite or Rampage for that women's championship because, spoiler alert, and I'll just even get that out of the way right now, the women's championship match between uh, Britt Baker and Chris Statlander, not to disrespect Chris Statlander, Chris Statlander I think she's great. But I do not see a scenario where she is going to win. She had an impressive showcase two-on-one handicap match win over Rebel and uh, Jamie Hayter. But I just can't see Chris. This will be a great match. Probably one of the sneakier good matches of the night. But but Britt Baker's going to retain here uh, the Women's World Championship. And she'll also find out who her challenger is. Um, then um, here's an interesting one that I really don't have much expectation because I do not follow full disclosure. I do not follow new Japan pro wrestling very much. Um, I know I'm aware of some of the talent over there. I know who Satoshi Kojima is. I've heard his name. I haven't seen him perform. So he's taking on John Moxley. So, um, yeah, I, I, I look, I got Moxley winning this match, but the last time he faced a new Japan guy, um, for the IWGP title, it was really good on television. So I think this will be a really good match. But yeah, I think Moxley on an AEW show is going to win. It'll be a nice little showcase match. Um, and we'll and we'll see where everything goes. Because, I mean, he, <laughs> he is lobbying for Tanahashi. And that is the match that everybody kind of wants to see. Moxley and, and Tanahashi um, at, uh, at a future show some tour down the line. Big match, big stakes, Chris Jericho, MJF. Um, this is going to be fun. This has been a fun feud. And to be honest with you, it seemed pretty telegraphed that Jericho was going to win. But the way that they've been building this match makes you... And the, the, the segment that they did on Dynamite this past week was terrific. Um, it made you think that Jericho might actually lose this match and will likely go to commentary. But what I have heard from behind the scenes, Jericho's contract isn't up until next year. Why would they pay him to just go to commentary? But hey, it's Chris Jericho. He could do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, this will be great. Um, but ultimately, I do think Jericho is going to get his win back. He's lost three times to MJF. I don't think this stunts MJF's growth at all. Um, there's no stipulations on involvement of, uh, the pinnacle or, um, or, uh, the inner circle, uh, none of those men are on the show. So maybe something happens there. I don't know how creative they can get here, but we'll see. And we'll see if maybe any stipulations or maybe they make the, or maybe they alter this match to a no DQ or something that makes it. That being said, having seen them wrestle a few weeks ago on Dynamite, this is going to be a great match. And uh, But ultimately, I think Jericho wins and saves his career. Uh, Miro and Eddie Kingston for the TNT title is going to be awesome. 
the promos that they have had to promote this on the last couple of rampages have been great. Um, Kingston is tremendous. Miro has been booked so freaking well, it makes you even forget that he was in WWE and what happened to him as Rusev. Because this guy has just been a freaking killer. And he just, now he's called, he calls himself the Redeemer. I mean, it, and then there was a great back and forth on, on Rampage this past week. Eddie Kicks says, redeemed these nuts, and it was trending on Twitter. This match is going to rule. Um, That being said, I, I don't think Kingston's winning the title here. I think Miro is going to win, retain. Whoever beats Miro, it is going to be a big deal. This TNT championship is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a television title, but it, it feels like it matters. And a lot of it has to do with the way Darby Allen defended it during his reign and the way that Miro has been defending it in his reign. And it's just been really awesome to see how well Miro has been booked. And this is just going to be a fantastic match between those two men um, in Chicago. Um, speaking of fantastic matches in Chicago. Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers in a cage for the tag team titles. Two years ago, these two had a, just several bangers, including it all out uh, for the, uh, I think it was the AAA tag titles that, that were on the line because the AEW tag titles didn't exist because AEW just started as a company. Um, this is going to be fascinating to watch because the Young Bucks have held the titles for a really long time. Um. The whole stipulation is being put in place so the elite does not get involved. Um, the Lucha Brothers are as good as it gets in the tag team division. There is going to be some crazy you-know-what that is going to happen all over the ring. I don't know how the hell they're going to use the cage in this match, but this is going to be something special. It's probably going to be one. Of, it's probably going to be the match that everybody's going to be talking about outside of CM Punk and Darby Allin. Um, but... Yeah, it's just it's it's going to be something special. I've been going back and forth on this. I got the Young Bucks retaining here. Um I I mean, it's hard for me to just picture a scenario where they do win, but for some reason the way that this this whole thing has been done, it leads me to believe that the Young Bucks get a win here and then we just have to figure out who's next. And I look ultimately hell Santana and Ortiz or FTR, like one of those teams might be the one to take the titles off the young bucks. Um, but I, I, I don't see it being the Lucha brothers here in this, in this spot. I just have been thinking about it and I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Cause I initially, like I, I was thinking for a while, it's like, yeah, maybe the Lucha brothers, maybe the Lucha brothers win here, but I, I don't, I don't see it in my vision, at least the, the way that this is, this thing has been built. You've got the cage, you got everything. I just think that the young bucks are going to retain the titles here. So that that's one of the toughest calls of the night. Uh, then we get to the match that everybody's going to talk about. CM Punk. Last time he wrestled January, 2014. That was the last time he wrestled tonight. September 5th, 2021, he will step back into the ring. It's clobbering time again. I cannot tell you how much I am looking forward to this match. Darby Allen, one of my favorites in AEW. 
This is a huge spot for him. This is going to be fantastic. Um, I have high expectations for Punk. He had and people will say, "Oh yeah, he has still his wrestling hair." He's been training, wrestling wise, sneakily, for that show Heels on Stars with Stephen Amell. So like, it's not like he's not ready for this opportunity. And he's acknowledged in interviews, like, had the pandemic not happened, he'd be back in wrestling. He'd he'd be back in wrestling last year. So. Um, crowd's going to be nuts. Um, Darby's going to do some crazy stuff. Who knows what Punk's going to do, but anything that he does in this match is just going to get a huge reaction. CM Punk's going to win, but this is going to be as competitive a match as you're going to see the entire night. Um, and I don't think losing to CM Punk diminishes Darby Allen at all. Everybody's going to say, oh, you're killing your young stars like that. No, no. AEW has been really smart with how they've booked. And like I said, even with Jericho and MJF, a young star taking a loss to a veteran is not going to kill it. And you know what? Maybe CM Punk, and maybe we get a surprise on a roll-up or something, and Darby Allen gets the win, and there's a show of respect at the end. The big question I have, is this going to be the main event? And even though this is just a regular singles match, Given how the significance of this, it's being CM Punk's first match in seven years, I could totally see a scenario where this main events. Uh, but ultimately, I always err on the side of, hey, let's go with the championship. And uh, Kenny Omega, Christian Cage is for the championship. Look, I love Christian Cage, but the fact that he already beat Kenny Omega, I can't see him beating, a sec- beating him a second time. And Omega, let's get real. I've been saying this for months weeks, days, that Hangman Adam Page is the guy that is going to beat Kenny Omega for that world title. Now, the question is, how do they incorporate Brian Danielson into this whole thing? Because yes, get used to calling him Brian Danielson again if you're a WWE fan coming over to AEW. He's going to probably go by Brian Danielson. Um, And if... Kenny Omega, Christian Cage is the main event. Daniel Bryan's going to probably come out and confront Omega, and people will say, wait a second, he's jumping in front of Adam Page. No, because Christian Cage, if you remember earlier this year at Revolution, debuted like the next Dynamite was confronted Kenny Omega, and they're just facing each other six months later. Like, they can build this. Like, they could introduce a new guy into the title picture and not have him feud immediately with Kenny Omega. Like you you can do that, okay? But I think the biggest impact that Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson is going to have is whoever is the main event. I've seen some other ideas tossed around if CM Punk Darby Allen's the main event, maybe you have um maybe you have um CM Punk win, which I expect to happen. They could pull a shocker and have Darby Allen win. Um I just can't see Punk losing his first match in seven years. But then you have 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come out. Sting's out there. Um, just, I mean, you, you incorporate a bunch of heels and then final countdown hits and people go crazy. And Brian Danielson standing shoulder to shoulder with Darby Allen, Sting, and, um, and CM Punk. So uh, that would be something to end this show. Um, but I'm looking forward to this show. Um, it's... It's going to be something special um, because AEW has just been in this upward trajectory 
for most of this year, and it really kind of started when they went back on the road. Malachi Plack debuts on that show, and then CM Punk, obviously, last month um, at that big show in Chicago and Rampage. So this is going to be a fun show. I really think WWE better be getting a response together for Monday Night Raw, because that show, Monday Night Raw, has not been good. SmackDown was a mixed bag all week, uh, uh, all show. Like, it was a really, it was a surprise to me. Like, really, Roman and the matches on the show just, for SmackDown, really just didn't click to me, to be honest with you, because, um, yeah, 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 Edge, I mean, Edge getting involved with Seth Rollins, but the setup was why did you have to have Cesaro be kind of the sacrificial lamb after we've seen Seth Rollins and Cesaro face each other 900 times? Tony Storm being used in a backstage segment flirting with Dolph Ziggler? What's that? Um, the the segments, I mean, Becky, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair had a great segment. I mean, Big E obviously doing his great tease uh, after Paul Heyman gets called by Brock Lesnar, all this stuff with... Brock Roman and Paul Heyman is just fantastic. Um but um and the, and the, and then you you have the opener Street Profits against the Usos. Good match, very entertaining, ends in a DQ. Like what are we what are we doing? I mean, you take away you take away the Roman and Finn match, which had interference to start. And then, I mean, I'll say this. Some of the stuff that they are doing with Roman Reigns, just period. And we're past a year now. Give him a two-year title reign because this is ingenious. Finn looks like he's going to win the Universal Championship. None of us thought that, but this was maybe one of the greatest near falls I have ever seen in my life. Because... Finn hits the coup de gras. He goes for the cover. One, two, and on the kickout, Roman Reigns low blows Finn Balor. Starts pounding, puts him on the ground, gets him with a couple punches, puts him in the guillotine, and the match is over. Holy crap. That was awesome. Um, also, I might have been the only person who actually kind of was okay with the the happy Corbin, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul thing. I mean, there was some storytelling there because Logan had interactions with both KO and Corbin being back to WrestleMania and SummerSlam, respectively. Um, but man, like everything is, is getting elevated on this show with Roman Reigns. And obviously, you're going to incorporate Brock Lesnar at some point into this and he's going to be at Madison Square Garden, and that's a big show for them. Edge Rollins 2 is going to take place there, so they're they're doing their best to at least make this happen, but I keep saying this, especially with All Out happening tonight. It's, it's not a great sign when really, especially looking at SmackDown, the way that show was structured, and I mean, yeah, you're... you're Promo segments were really good, um, and you had one really good match that started off with some interference, but then you had a rematch from um, for for Cesaro and Rollins, which 
I, I could watch those guys wrestle all, all day, but you didn't need to do that match to set up another Edge Rollins match. You didn't need to do that. I mean, championship contenders matches, there's better ways to structure your show than put the Usos, the champions, in a position to potentially lose a match to the Street Profits and then give up a tag and then have a tag team title shot because of it. Like you could have another way to determine contenders. Like there's just better ways to do that. So WWE needs to fix some of the things going forward. Um, I also need to correct myself from something I said on the last show with the NXT rebrand. Um, it looks as if Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are going to not be involved with the booking day of decisions that everything that goes on television, that will still be Triple H. We'll see how the arena looks on September 14th. Um, it's still going to be the Capitol Wrestling Center, at least as far as I know, unless they're changing something. So everybody freaking out. A lot of people apparently don't like the Capitol Wrestling Center. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's fine. Like, it's fine. So, um, so hopefully, in terms of booking, in terms of the people on that roster, they don't get really damaged because of the changes to NXT. So, but all this all leads back to AEW and how AEW puts out the show tonight can dictate the way wrestling looks for the rest of the year and beyond. And WWE better have a damn good response this week. Um, because if they don't, they're going to risk starting to lose people off to AEW. I've, t- I've talked to a couple of my friends who are done with WWE, except for the big shows, because they were kind of disappointed with how SummerSlam went and some of the stories that have been coming out about the company. And they're migrating to AEW, especially with the rumors of Daniel Bryan. CM Punk's already there. So WWE better have some sort of response that's going to register because they're in, they're, they could be in trouble. And ultimately, we'll see how everything goes. But uh, uh, we'll be back uh, after All Out to react to this show. And, I mean, at least we're expecting Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson to debut. Couple other surprises reportedly in the books. We'll see what happens, but uh, I will talk to you guys then. Uh, until next time, uh, see you. See you around. Uh, talk to you guys real soon. Bye bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.